Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 16, and I'm drinking Frangelico. Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur is a podcast where I drink more. I really enjoy the flavors of distilled spirits, so I'm trying them and sharing my experiences with you. Whether or not this is the first episode you're listening to, or you've been with me from the start, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose Frangelico for this episode because it's iconic. It's a classic liqueur, and perhaps no other bottle shape is as distinctive. While there's plenty of novelty bottles available now for various liquors and liqueurs, Frangelico, when it was introduced, I'd wager is one of the most distinctive at the time. The Frangelico bottle I have is 750 milliliters. It is 20% alcohol by volume, making it 40 proof. It retails around $30. And Frangelico is a hazelnut liqueur. As a side note, a loyal listener asked me to clarify the difference between a liquor and a liqueur. Both are distilled spirits, but there's a few key distinctions. First, a liqueur is typically sweetened with sugar after distillation. Liquors usually have a higher proof than liqueurs. Liquors are often bottled at 40% to 75% alcohol by volume, whereas most liqueurs are substantially lower proof between 15% and 55% alcohol by volume. Liquors historically are not flavored beyond the natural flavors that they pick up from maturation or aging in oak, for instance. However, there's been a wide variety of flavored liquors, but the difference between a flavored liquor and a liqueur typically is the lack of sugar in a flavored liquor. So a liqueur will have sugar added. A liqueur also will have other ingredients added in to the base to give it flavoring. And liqueurs sometimes will be referred to by an older name, which is a cordial. So cordials and liqueurs are an interchangeable name. The main difference between liquors and liqueurs, however, is the addition of sugar in liqueurs. So, I'm eager to open this bottle of Frangelico liqueur. The interesting thing about the bottle here is the screw cap is rather large. It kind of looks like head of the monk. And I will describe the bottle in more detail after the tasting. But let's open this up. It's got a screw cap. And let's give it a pour. As always, I'm tasting neat at room temperature. I'm using a nosing glass, which is a tulip-shaped glass that allows the aromas to gather up at the top. Really allows you to also visualize the spirit and see it as you enjoy it. So on the nose, when I opened the bottle, from the bottle itself rather than the glass, I got a really strong chocolate hazelnut flavor profile on the nose. From the nosing glass, I don't get that chocolate forwardness as much but it definitely smells of hazelnuts it's an intense hazelnut uh, smell but there's underlying chocolate and some vanilla as well is what I pick up color wise in the glass it's a pale gold so let's taste it Wow. 
That's like candy in a glass. Literally, it is sweet, really smooth, creamy mouthfeel, but hazelnut, chocolate, vanilla, those are the main flavors. It's like a chocolate, hazelnut, vanilla, liquid candy. <laughs> Let's have another taste. Mm. Yeah, really smooth. Just a very hint of alcohol feeling. You don't taste it, you feel it more than anything. But at a, you know, only 40 proof, it's pretty light. <laughs> the sweetness, though, this is candy in a cup. So the bottle. Frangelico is as much about the bottle as anything. It's shaped like a friar in his habit or his robes. There's a cord tied around the waist on the bottle like a belt. And this detail, along with the shape of the cap that I mentioned earlier, and the label placement really complete the effect of a bottle that's reminiscent of a person. I've always referred to Frangelico as the monk. It's a dark brown glass bottle, and the label is a tan cream color with red and gold accents. Hazelnuts are shown on the label more than once, though they're understated. And the current bottle is basically unchanged from when the Spirit was launched. The biggest difference is the updated label, and a cord appears to be more economical, uh, and it's also stretchy. The older bottles had really a hand-tied cord that was not stretchy. So let's talk history. For me, the most surprising thing about the history of Frangelico is how young it is. Frangelico was introduced in 1978. I'd assumed it was from the 50s or earlier. I'm not sure why I thought this, but it just seemed to be a staple brand. Frangelico is a product of Italy. It was created by the Barbero family, which is a notable Italian family with a history extending back to the heyday of Venice. When Frangelico was launched, they tapped into some local lore from the Piedmont region of northern Italy where Frangelico was made to help promote the brand and give it a backstory. Right on the label, it says, According to legend, Friar Angelico lived three centuries ago in the rolling hills of Piedmont in the shadow of the Italian Alps. Through his love and knowledge of nature, he created a precious liqueur made from carefully selected hazelnuts and other secret ingredients. We continue the tradition by proudly offering this fine liqueur in honor of his name. So, the Barbero family reached back to the 18th century, which was the 1700s, to give a backstory and some provenance to this most famous noisette. And noisette is a French term for a hazelnut liqueur. Frangelico didn't invent the category, but they definitely own it today. The branch of the Barbero family that created Frangelico founded their company in 1891 and was known as Barbero 1891. They first started as a wine producer, then post-World War II branched out into vermouth and sparkling wines. In the 1960s, they introduced Daisus Amaro de Frate, known in English as the Friar's Bitters. This was the first product to be bottled in the iconic monk-shaped bottle. The Daisus bottle is the same as Frangelico's, including the cord tied around the waist, so Frangelico was a clever reuse of an existing bottle design. Daisus seems to have limited distribution, and many online sites show it out of stock, so I can't quite confirm if it's still made, but it appears to be available in Italy. One update I've noted from product photos of Daisus online now is that the cords seem to be printed on the front apron label. 
Barbero 1891 was acquired by Grupo Campari in 2003, though at the time it was a wholly owned subsidiary of Cantrell and Cochrane Group, or CNC Group, from Ireland. This acquisition gave Campari not only Dysus, but more profitably, Aperol. And Aperol, I covered in episode 14, it's a famous low-proof Italian aperitivo. Frangelico as a brand was excluded from this deal in 2003 and remained a CNC brand until 2010 when Grupo Comparo finally bought Frangelico. Frangelico today is available in more than 50 markets worldwide, with the U.S. being a top market for the liqueur. So, how is Frangelico made? Contrary to many liqueurs, Frangelico is very upfront about their ingredients and production methods. It's listed right on their website, which is very handy. There are still some secret ingredients, so a full ingredients list is not included, but the primary ones are listed. First off, of course, Frangelico is made from hazelnuts, specifically the Tonda Gentile variety of hazelnut. This one is said to be known for its sweet flavor, large size, and lack of bitterness. And it's also grown widely in the Piedmont area of northern Italy, where Frangelico is made. Fun facts about hazelnuts. I live in Oregon, USA, and the hazelnut is my official state nut. The state of Oregon has over 80,000 acres of hazelnuts in cultivation, representing around 70 million in annual production value. Growing up, I always knew the nut as a filbert, and this name is indeed correct to describe the nut and the tree. Hazelnut is a name coined for the filbert by the English and applied to native species. The name hazelnut has taken over, and in 1981, my state's uh, growers board decided to drop filbert from their name and go with hazelnut to kind of conform to the worldwide norm. It's the same nut, though, and has been cultivated for millennia worldwide. Oregon grows mostly the Barcelona variety. Frangelico's hazelnuts are harvested, shelled, toasted, and crushed. They're then infused in a solution of alcohol and water. The resulting hazelnut infusion is then distilled to produce a hazelnut distillate. The hazelnut distillate is then blended with extracts and distillates from cocoa seeds, which is chocolate, vanilla, roasted coffee, and purportedly some rhubarb root and sweet orange flowers. Though these last two ingredients aren't disclosed officially, I found reference from 2002 listing them among mention of other proprietary ingredients. The flavorings are then blended with pure alcohol, sugar, and water to get to bottling strength, then rested in vats for six to eight weeks to allow the flavors to marry and mellow. When Frangelico was introduced in 1978, it was bottled at 28% alcohol by volume or 54 proof. Then it stepped down to 24% or 48 proof before Campari settled at the current lower 20% alcohol by volume and 40 proof. The label on the back also notes caramel color is added, and even vintage bottles that I looked at from the early 80s produced by Barbero include this note as well, so I think it's always been artificially colored. Frangelico has a lot of sugar. It's one of the first liqueurs that I've found nutrition information stating that one fluid ounce, or 30 milliliters, contains about 11 grams of sugar. That would make Frangelico approximately 40% sugar by weight. So that distinction between liquor and liqueur I mentioned earlier, it's the sugar. Now, on to cocktails and consumption. 
The flavor of Frangelico lends itself well to many cocktails. It's a subtle hazelnut chocolatey flavor, but it's recommended most to be consumed just straight chilled as a shot or a sipper on the rocks or on the rocks with some lime or soda added. Cocktails that appear frequently will include the Friar Tuck, Angel Kiss, Nuts and Berries, Nutty Irishman. There's a theme of nut in the name or something related to the shape of the bottle, as in Friar Tuck. I'll post some recipes in the show notes if you want to try them out. So in summary, what do I think of Frangelico? Like I said in the tasting, it's candy in a cup. This is really sweet, really good. It aligns with my personal palate quite well. Uh, it's it's good. I'm surprised it's taken me a while to buy another bottle. But yeah, this is not going to last long. I'm also questing now to find a bottle of Daisus, the Amaro, because I really like Amaro, and I want to have a matching bottle that's the same shape and sort of the ancestor of Frangelico. So that's interesting to me. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. As always, I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Do tell your friends. Show notes are on Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. The show is also on social media, primarily Facebook and Instagram. Please get in touch and leave me your feedback. And as always, thank you for listening.